0: Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast of English composer Andrew Downes. My name is Paula Downes, I am Andrew's younger daughter and on today's show we will be exploring the Native American influences on his compositions with a main focus on his Symphony No. 4 for Concert Wind Band composed following a trip to Albuquerque in 1995. I wanted to focus on this particular topic on today's show because climate change is of such vital importance at the moment. We could all learn a lot from Pueblo Indian culture in order to save our planet. Listen on to find out more. In 1995, Andrew Downs was invited to the University of New Mexico Symposium to talk about his compositions and work as Head of Composition and Creative Studies at Birmingham Conservatoire. He was also attending the premiere of his Sonata for Eight Horns, which had been commissioned by the University. You can read his talk at andrewdowns.com if you go to About. This particular trip inspired his interest in American Indian music and ideas. With his wife and publisher, Cynthia Downs, he visited various parts of the New Mexican desert in which every rock, cactus and plant is considered sacred by the Native American population. Andrew Downes described it as a wonderfully enlightening experience and combined with his readings of some of the Native poetry inspired by this landscape, it led to the composition of several new works. Here are Andrew Downes' thoughts on his Symphony No. 4 for Concert Wind Band.
1: My Symphony Number no. 4 is written for a large concert wind band and it was written as a result of a trip that Cynthia and I made to New Mexico in 1995 to go to a, a French horn symposium at the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque. We had a wonderful time there, really wonderful. I mean, apart from lovely performances by the ensembles that were at the symposium the fourth symphony it was first of all commissioned by janice lee spurling a a doctor who was uh, also the chairperson of the albuquerque concert band Uh, and part of the commission fee was that we were able to stay in a gorgeous victorian guest house in albuquerque which was really beautiful experience it really was anyway uh, we went uh, around the whole area during that trip, uh, we went to Albuquerque and looked around that uh, and had a great time. And we went to the to the mountains, which are the San Diaz, which you can see in the distance from every part of Albuquerque, a wonderful view of over across the desert, and then these mountains rise up in a most spectacular way. And uh, then we went to a place called Sky City, which is the Pueblo Indians' place where they they actually lived. They didn't live in what one expects American Indians to live in, uh, which is sort of w- wigwams, tents, uh, you know, things whereby they can travel around. They actually lived in a single place. And so they built this city made up of mud, houses which are very, very beautiful, light-coloured, beautifully designed, Uh, it's gorgeous to see. We also visited the desert and then saw the wonderful river that goes through New Mexico, the Rio Grande, so we had a fantastic time and this symphony is inspired by those places that we visited. The first movement is called City and shows quite a contrast between the difference between the actual amazingly arid and beautiful countryside around the city and the city itself which is of course full of traffic and blaring lights and all the rest of it.
0: The first movement, entitled City, takes its inspiration from a day in the city of Albuquerque. It begins with a sense of dawn over the desert centering on the city with the San Diaz Mountains seen in the distance. The purity of this early day is described with renaissance-like open harmony played by pure-sounding orchestral woodwind joined by horns and trumpet. As the city begins to wake up, the more robust, slightly corrupting sounds of saxophones emerge from the texture. The onset of full day is denoted by a melodic line played on timpani accompanied by upper wind the climactic forte section which follows on full band evokes the jubilant middle of the day with its full color searing sunlight and the clatter of city life the harmonic style integrates some of the pueblo native american modality prevalent in the region and explored more fully in movement three sky city with the jubilation of rich sub-saharan african parallel harmony the movement ends quietly and mysteriously, suggesting evening over Albuquerque with its radiant glittering lights, as seen in the distance from the foot of the San Diaz Mountains. Here are the wind of the Czech Philharmonic Orchestra under Andre Vrabek. The second movement, entitled Mountains, describes the elation felt when walking along the summit of the San Diaz Mountains, which rise almost vertically from the desert about five miles north of Albuquerque. The movement is in the form of a scherzo. The music is lofty in spirit, jubilant and fanfare-like throughout the scherzo sections and retains the feeling of anticipation and joy even in the more reflective chorale-like trio passage. Harmonically and melodically, the style of the music begins to anticipate the Native American modality of the ensuing movement.
1: The mountains are depicted in the movement called Mountains, and that hopefully depicts the grandeur and beauty of the mountains. city depicts the American Indian, Pueblo Indian city that they'd built, and it uses their main musical instrument, which is the Native American flute, which is a, a most gorgeous instrument. I, I'd so loved it that I actually bought one and use it in the symphony as quite a big part. I also use it in a later piece, which is my concerto for Native American flute and strings.
0: The third movement is inspired by Sky City, the ancient Pueblo mountain settlement in the heart of the desert in the south of New Mexico. The writing exploits the Lydian-Dorian pentatonic scales prevalent in native Pueblo music. The use of solo cedarwood flute gives added authenticity to the music of this movement, which conjures the rich synthesis of emotion and ancient memory so important in the cultural heritage of the Pueblo Indians.
2: Thank you.
1: Then there's a movement called Desert, which shows the aridness of the desert, the sadness, the emptiness, but nevertheless the great beauty of the desert.
0: The fourth movement, entitled Desert, is a representation of the emptiness, sadness and fear of the unknown, which is experienced as one travels through the vast Chihuahuan Desert. The musical style is characterised by relative dissonance, large and jagged intervals, and funereal processional-like music with bells and hollow drums. A poem concerning the funeral rites of the local Indians, written by an anonymous Pueblo and translated in the Southwest Museum papers, had some bearing on the composition of this movement. All the white cloud eagles, lift me up with your wings and take me to ship up. And also you other eagles, come and lift me up with your wings, way up high, all over the world no one can see the place where you are taking me way down in the southwest where our fathers and mothers have gone put me there with your wings The finale of the symphony, entitled Rio Grande, describes this great river as it meanders through the otherwise empty desert. The music is warm, flowing and optimistic throughout, and provides a contrast with the barrenness of the previous movement. There are some moments of relative drama, perhaps reflecting the occasional rocky outcrop and whirlpool in the river's otherwise peaceful journey.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: That was The Wind of the Czech Philharmonic Orchestra under Andre Vrabek in 2016 released by Artismon. This CD is available for purchase at andrewdowns.com. To find out more about the works by Andrew Downs which have been inspired by Native American culture, then read Cynthia Downs' blog on andrewdowns.com. Well, I do hope you have enjoyed today's podcast and that it has given you some food for thought. Do join us again next time. Goodbye.